Welcome everybody. Happy Friday. It's the Trio Blood Podcast. I am your host, Christian Creasy, here drinking my glass of wine. And I'm your boy, Lionel Chapman. Ira Charles. Yes, and welcome to today's episode where we're going to discuss one of the, um, I say one of the best like box office franchise horror films that relates to real life, The First Purge. We're going to be discussing over the course, the Purge franchise. Yes, yes. But today we are going to talk about the first Purge. So the first Purge was direct, came out in two thousand and eighteen. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, it's an action horror film directed by uh, Gerard McMurray. Gerard McMurray, written by James DeMarco. Yes, yes. Released July fourth on Independence Day. 2018, mm-hmm. which is a perfect day for it. Budget was $13 million, and they made over $137.1 million, million at the box office. Success. Yeah. The movie was a hit. I Success. remember watching it. So, let's talk about the first, first, first question, guys. Okay. How did you like the film? Honest opinions. We're going to keep it real. I, I love the film. It, uh... Mm-hmm. Some great actors, uh, uh, great antagonists, protagonists, you know, and uh, it's an origin story. Yeah. I say when I first watched it, I liked it because it sets up the beginning of how it came about. Mm-hmm. And it had in this film, uh, it does relate to real life, I must say. Yeah. All of them does, um, but... This one really uh, uh, relates to real life, like for sure. Especially, especially the social issues. We're gonna get into that. I what do you think? I know you had. Be honest now. We you, you talked about the purge. Let's, let's tell the audience what you thought at first. Yeah, show let us let us know, brother. Well, I just recently saw this film uh, a week and a half ago. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too excited about seeing it because if you see one purge, you've seen them all. But um, as I watched this film, I found out that it was actually pretty good. It's a pretty good film. Um, few one to two annoying characters, mm-hmm. but overall, I enjoyed it. Um, towards the end, it kind of got die hardish action, <laughs> yeah, action horror. <laughs> it was but, action, action horror. Mm-hmm. Overall, I would recommend it to somebody definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember we was having a discussion. You didn't. You didn't. You, yeah. You no, didn't I was like, very hesitant. Very hesitant. Like, I didn't want to watch it. You like, seen them all. You like you I got twenty four hours to kill. So what's what's the theme? <laughs> That's <it>. What's the <laughs> theme? That's it. That twenty four hours to kill. <laughs> like, was like, you asked him what was the difference between the first and the second one. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and what's the difference between the third and the fourth? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, hey, you know, it was honest until you you watched it. So. And I explained it was the difference between all of them because because each one, I believe, I get some out of. It was like a different, like, undercurrent theme. But mm-hmm. this first one actually really, like, talks about today's society. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think the reincurrent theme through all the Purge films is that this can happen in real life. Like, my friend Benini, she was telling me she couldn't watch it because 
it possibly can happen in real life. Mm-hmm. And it does relate to today because you see the economy is 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 worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff is going up. Inflation is going up. People in jobs are not making the living to meet the cost. Mm-hmm. And you see all over the country, you go all on social media, you see uh, break-ins, you see stores being looted, mm-hmm. stores being robbed. I mean, I saw in California somebody, they was like taking all, and Best Buy, all the uh, PS5 Slims on display. That's crazy. And they and the store people can't do nothing because of that California, you can't, you know, yeah. stop stop them. You just got to let them take it and run out the door. It's just like, it's, it's getting wild. You know, and people are getting desperate and and crime is going up. Since the pandemic, a lot of people don't want to be officers, police officers. So people quitting Tough jobs. Job. Yeah, you know. So, and I think that's that's uh, that's the 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 go off what you're saying. That's why I like the Demetrius character. You know, he was a neighborhood drug dealer, but at the same time, he had some principle and morals to himself. And him and his crew had to police. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Police the area, you know, from these people who's trying to purge on the innocent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. And I think what really like stuck out when I was doing my research and I was looking on the Hollywood Reporter, uh, this article came back out in uh, July 8th, like four days after the uh, release of the first purge, dated uh, July 8th. Article written by uh, uh, Trey um, Magnum. Mm-hmm. Magnum. Sorry, I mispronounced your name, buddy. Sorry. But he was talking about how the systemic racial stuff that happened with the person. As you see, the uh, the new FNF. Yeah, new F- F- NFI. Yeah, the new, new Founding Fathers, Fathers of so, America yeah. set this whole thing up. They rich, they powerful, mm-hmm. political figures as well. And he was talking about right here. Uh, he's saying the renaissance of this fi- of films that played in real life horror comes after films doing doing this. Sorry, the renaissance of this films that play on real life horror comes after films doing this for years. Yeah, one of the most notable of Samuel Fuller's un, uh, unflinching White Dog. Mm-hmm. 1982, revolving around a white German shepherd that is trained to kill black people on sight. Another selective is George A. Romero, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, 1968, which is wasn't initially intended to be contemporary on racism and racial relations, but in the film we see our heroic character mm-hmm. at the end after fighting off a zombie attack being killed by some white men. Mm-hmm. Not to mention we see uh, in 92, what's another famous horror film that came out in 92? Candyman. Yeah. Directed by uh, uh, Bernard Rose, mm-hmm. which places a lynching at the center of a fantastical myth only to be uh, Jehoshaphat by race, class relations in Chicago. So, yeah. It does kind of relate to real life. And you see here the founding fathers mm-hmm. doing the same thing. And one thing that stuck out to me is that they was doing this as an experiment in the film. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of the, uh, if I go to my notes, my research, 
it kind of reminds me of the the first part is shown as an experiment from the FNFFA on black projects in Staten Island, in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a similar reflection to this the the, the Tuskegee um, experiment. Interesting. Which was the CDC and the um, United uh, American Public Health. Mm -hmm. If I'm pronouncing that right, let me go to the notes. Uh, United States Public Health, where nearly 600 African American men experimented on to see what the effects of syphilis. The study was conducted from 1932 to 1972. Damn. <laughs> it's kind of similar to what we see in the first bird. They want to see how this is going to affect. Prime example. Mm-hmm. During COVID, when they were still uh, uh, the tearing, up, yeah, tearing, mm-hmm. uh, tearing up these stores, looting and everything. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And okay. you had certain individuals disguised as, you know, Regular resident, uh, residents of Chicago, law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, throwing rocks, kicking off riots. And then in this film, you know, you got white supremacists, yeah. mercenaries dressed as gangbangers, you know. Doing the same thing. Remember the madman they sent in there? Because yeah. they wouldn't do it. Yeah. People in the projects, they'd be like, hell no, we ain't about to kill our own people. Let's do this. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So. The, the funny thing to me was, um, it starts out with. The, the founding fathers basically saying, if you want to purge and you want to get this money, this incentive, um, you have to tell us why. And a lot of them say, okay, we're angry. We're upset. And as the movie goes on, once the purge actually starts, none of these people really purge. The only thing they do is party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that says a lot about the people of Staten Island. <clears throat> Excuse me. That says a lot about the uh the mindset of yeah. black black people. Yeah. Um if you want to just call it what it is, they weren't pretty much too interested in killing. I think it was more of a night to be free. Yeah. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's dress sexy, let's dress up in costumes. There you go. It was a, a big party. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good way too because it's like if we're gonna purge, let's do it the right way. Let's party because everything it seems is like legal. Yeah. is legal, right? And it's based off a feeling. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because we we feel angry, we want to release this anger. We feel sad and depressed. I want to release, so let's party. Yeah. But the finding fathers wasn't having it. Let's send the psychopath in <laughs> because it, it it wasn't giving them. The reaction that they were hoping for. The views. The views. Yeah. Correct. And so Buddy went to the back, made the phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next thing you know, all this mayhem is starting to uh, take place. Yeah. And at the end of the film, it actually worked. And hence, yeah. kicked off the whole purge thing. You have like, which leads us also with the rest of the films. We're going to get into it later if we talk about the rest of the films. That uh, money, uh, how people just like Hollywood, a reflection of Hollywood, how Hollywood profits off of people's mm-hmm. tragedy and mm-hmm. misery. What happened later on in the franchise? You go to the first one with Ethan Hawke. He has a security company. He's a business, mm-hmm. 
and people and throughout the rest of the person, you see people selling stuff. Yeah. Hey, person, I here, here, buy this, here, buy this, mm-hmm. uh, endorse our security company. We can help set up good reinforcement walls so you can purge. Here's some weapons mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to purge. Here's some purge memorabilia. Yeah. All Taking money for profit. Taking, yeah. yeah. And the founding fathers knew that because it was money for profit. I mean, this is nothing new with Hollywood. Yeah. Look at uh, all the Jeffrey Dahmer stories we got. Yeah. Look what Netflix. That was insane, bro. That was insane with the new Netflix show and not with the uh, the, the the fictional Netflix show with uh uh with Peter Evans. Shout yeah. out to Peter Evans, he did a great job. But the uh documentary too. Yeah. Still making money off the tragedy of, of these, these victims. People, of yeah. these victims and their families. So are these families getting being compensated? They're not. No, they're not. They're not. They not. They barely not. They not. They not. They not. <sighs> Same thing with Ted. John Wayne Gacy and all the rest, you know, uh, you know, and that's how it was in the first people got to be accountable, man. Yeah, and how the first purge it was like money now, yeah, and made money. You know, they sent uh, Dr. May, Marissa uh, Torme, Torme, yeah, uh, played her. So I guess they wanted to kind of start it as a psychological. Let's let's evaluate these people, see where they hear it. And because know. of where they're coming from, they figured uh, this has to be the area where a lot of violence will happen. Be, will happen, sorry, mm-hmm. because these people are so mad of their situations, about their situations, and she yeah. started to notice that. And yo, know, sorry, spoiler yeah. alerts. Where's all these masks people coming from? <laughs> Check it out. But uh, right. she starts to notice where are these masks people coming from? You know, this yep. And so her wheels start turning and she starts to investigate a little bit more and she finds out that, hey, you know, this is staged. So, you know, in, in, in so many words, it's, it's staged and she doesn't make it to the end credits, I say. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, too, what you see in a purge, in the first purge, is how they control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Hence, like today, is also relates to today's real life story because remember Colin Kaepernick yeah. when he took the knee, it wasn't about the fucking flag. It no, was about the police never. brutality. It was never about the flag. Never. But you know, political figures hijacks it and made it about the flag, and the media makes it about the flag. Mm-hmm. And any 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 issue, it doesn't matter. It always get politicized. But I think I'm pronouncing that right. Politicized. And it gets hijacked to mm-hmm. turn around for their narrative. Whoever, the media is known to do that all the time with not just Colin Kaepernick, it's with everything. East Coast, West Coast beef, I'll Tupac and Big. I was just thinking that. East Coast, West Coast so, beef. I, mean, I was just thinking yeah. that. You know, yeah. uh, what's, what's another one? The OJ trial? Yeah. OJ, OJ. We know what OJ did. Uh, we know that. Sure. Wink, wink. wink, wink. <laughs> he couldn't fit the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. it just happened in so many. But that's what happened in first verse too. Yeah. Yeah. It was this controlled narrative and to make it, you know, to manipulate. That's mm-hmm. why I can see why it can happen because today, as you can see, when whole when the whole George Floyd thing, all the looting happened, all the rioting happened. Mm-hmm. Like you said, some of the setup was happening. Mm-hmm. I saw one video that actually laid out actual bricks. Nice, like, it looked like it was about to be a bricklayer yeah. construction site. And the, and the two smart people, one black and white gentleman, young fellow, rolled us like, this is bullshit. They trying to set us up. 
Yeah. I'm like, we in our group, we out here protesting legally, the mm-hmm. right way. They just trying to set us up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you peep the one scene in the film where the black guys in the, at the baseball uh, uh, stadium and all these cops are surrounding? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That was crazy, man. But uh, what did you guys think about uh, actress uh, uh, Lex Scott Davis, who plays the activist? Uh, is it Nia? Anaya? Um, you can look it up. I think she overdid her part in some cases. Uh, she was one of the annoying characters to me, only because she was too preachy. It seemed like every other word she was preaching. And you're gonna need that's, that's that's a little boring. You're gonna need to do so much of that. That's you're gonna do so much. So I, every time she got kind of got on the screen, I was like, uh, "Oh, you're talking about whatever. actress Nia Charms, right? Yeah, Who plays Alexi. Nothing against the actress. Yeah. Maybe it was just how the film was written or the the dialogue was written for her character. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, it just got annoying. Uh, yeah, I think some parts for me and her part, her scene, mm-hmm. it was a little annoying. And some of it came off preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you don't need to be no no Dr. King right now. Just <laughs> talk. Yeah. It's <laughs> just get your point across. But but I, I think she did overall a good job. Uh, uh, I, I, just, uh, some people don't like the Isaiah character. Yeah. Uh, played by Javon Wade. I just think he needed to grow some balls in the film because... You get yourself in this predicament, then big sister, a female, got to come save little brother. But that's the spin on it. It's usually big brother coming to save big sister. So I could, yeah, I can, I can give that. But on this break. night, this certain night, they Persian. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you got a woman out here looking for a brother, you know. True. Like, yeah. Oh, but yeah. you should have been with your people. But he did play a hell of a job in uh, uh, um, at Cyborg. HBO's. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I Salute to that. you, brother. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Salute to you. Oh, yeah. I, uh, overall, all the actors, like the guy that played Seven and Seven, he was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually liked uh, seeing him in uh, uh, a couple films. Uh, I enjoyed them in, uh, uh, damn. The bank robber film with 50 Cent now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, did a dope job in that. You know, I know what you're talking. They had about. a nice cast. They had a nice cast. They had uh, damn, can't believe I don't know this guy's name. <laughs> uh, he currently plays on. Uh, thank you, sir. Steve Harris, Wood Harris' older brother. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was in. Oh, uh, they was the Madea. OGs. They, yeah, was they were OGs. He was in Medea. Luna Lauren. Remember uh, her from back yeah. in the day? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dolores was funny. Oh yeah, Dolores was hilarious. She was yeah. hilarious. She was the comic relief of the, For of the, the film. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, overall, the film was amazing. Yeah, you guys did a great job. It was very believable. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see the young guy. Uh, well, Wyland Neo. Uh huh. I would like. I would love to see him. See him in more films. I thought. Um, I think I seen him in one film. But uh, I would definitely like to see him in more. Maybe you, we gonna put you in some more stuff, man. Come, come be in our project. He was but the guy. He was big on insecure. Yes. He oh was, yeah. He was. He was. It was insecure. Doom Patrol. He played in. Uh, okay. Jovan. Okay. 
Jovan Wade, he was mm-hmm. in Doom, he played Cyborg in HBO Max, Doom Patrol. Shout out, man. Hell of a job, bro. Hell of a job. Hell of um, a job. So, outside of the new fathers, I'm sorry. The new founding the fathers. The new founding fathers. Of America. Um, being the antagonist, we also had another antagonist, Skeletor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who opens the film with all his rage and anger. Yeah. And... He actually has a conflict with the uh, with the brother. Uh, what's his name? Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah. So, and it, it, it I, I just want to speak to his character as well, and it shows that he was not all bad because when the uh, when the fake uh, what, what were they called the military the or- military people um, mm-hmm. went to the apartment where everybody was holding up. Yeah, uh, Skeletor came there, but. He wound up fighting the militia. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't all all bad. He was there to, um, well, get even with Isaiah. Yeah. But he still had some type of morals and values outside of all of his anger. I'm so gonna have to. Maybe he wasn't even going to do anything to Isaiah. I'm gonna have to. I feel different about that. Okay. What you got? I think uh, it's like okay. Now we know he was there to make money. He no, just, no, he, no, no. His purpose was there to kill. Right. But they was like, it was like two like a dog fight. Give me this meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, right, you right, motherfuckers right. in my way. Mm-hmm. You, might, you know? Okay. So I just saying them um, stopping him from getting his goal to hurt Isaiah and whoever else is in the way. Mm-hmm. That's why he was there. You know. Yeah. I think he was like a representation nice also on uh how everybody feels too in today's society mm-hmm. about you know you know about trying to achieve your goals and you just keep getting hit with life and hit with the government, hit with all this shit too. Mm-hmm. I, that's where I took it from when I saw Skeletor. Okay, okay, yeah. But that dude was I liked him. He, yeah, that yeah. Was, he was no joke. Yeah, his character was was creepy. He could be like the Punisher's. Uh, Cousin or something, <laughs> you know. Another jigsaw like a uh, character from uh, the Punisher. To... <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jigsaw from yeah. Punisher from Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this film also speaks on loyalty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, within um, oh my goodness, Dimitri's gang. Yeah. Uh, he was the he was the head, and then you have the the radicals within the group who. Wanted to purge and do their own thing, but Demetrius was like, nah, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to lay low. We're going to protect our product. We're going to protect mm-hmm. our money. We're going to do this. But he had his own agenda, and he wound up sending um, some girls to try to kill Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. So, got to watch the loyalty, too. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty is everything. Yeah. So, this, this film touched on a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also... Uh, not telling what happens when you do when you try to come down on the community. How the community will come together, come together, yeah. and protect their own, no yeah. matter what the circumstances is. That's exactly you know, what they did. They came together. You know, that's a good representation that today, like we all need to have a good community and come together. Yeah. You know, because you said, especially at the end, you seen how they was all you know all yeah. together as one. Like man, yeah, that person over there hurt. Get them, and yeah. it triggered the the revolution for the rest of the 
Purge films. You yeah. see mm-hmm. a new leader role yeah. throughout there. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know, so heck True. yeah. So True. Any any uh, uh, final final thoughts? Or? My thoughts is I would love to see the protagonists from different films all t- come together in one film and, and see how this purge stuff ends or will it end? You know, well, that'd be dope. Rumor has is that Frank Grillo is coming back to return in the purge. So. It would it would be cool to see his character, Demetrius character. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the last one was the. Purge forever. Yeah, I really didn't care too much for that one. <laughs> because they only had 24 hours to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what nothing new in that damn movie. <laughs> That's what it boiled It didn't do that me. good at the box office either. It didn't. I think it came out at a well, bad what? time. And then, like you said, the idea was people got tired of that idea. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So go check out the purge. The first purge is really good. Check it out. Get your popcorn. Uh, tell me what. Tell us what you think about it. What What did you get from it? Um, do you agree with some of the stuff we said or disagree? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can all disagree. We all mature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please like, share, follow. Uh, like I said, we on Spotify. We on uh, uh, Amazon, Google Play, Amazon yeah. Music. Uh, iHeart Radio. Yeah. And you can also see the visuals on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Follow us on YouTube. We are on TikTok, Trio underscore of OF underscore horror. Um, Check us out on Instagram. That's Trio underscore three underscore horror. And, you know, follow us. Mm -hmm. Comment, share, share, share with everybody, guys. We love to build more followings. Um, I love the support, and uh, we love to engage with our audience. So yes, so and big shout out to all the ones who been following us for all this time, that's been supporting us. We really appreciate you, um, and we're gonna continue to push and push and grow this podcast, engage in more horror, more stories, and you know, and have fun. Yes. So I'm gonna piggyback on you real fast before we. Exit this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, Caesar.5469. We back, baby. We love that you've been following us. Yay. We love that you made your comment and said, yes, you guys are back. Hey, salute Caesar. Thank salute you so you, much. Caesar. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank and you. who else? It is, I'm sorry, I just had it. Wolf Knight Productions. Thank you very much Thank you. for following and commenting yeah. on our last episode. Thank you. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Until then, tune in to the next episode of the Trio Blood Podcast. <laughs> you thought I wasn't coming in? <laughs> I knew he was coming in. I took my headphones off.